Wow, that was took a really long time to set up. But I am literally so grateful for Mikey. Mikey, you know that? I do know that. Oh shit. I just have to press record on the camera. We need to make sure the battery's not on the verge of dying. And we have a hundred percent battery. You know what? Shit's recording. Oh, how long has it been recording for? It record. Like a while ago, huh? Five hours and six minutes ago. No, I'm kidding. Um, so, you know, a lot of people want to start podcasts and they want to do a lot of things. I want to start a podcast. I do too. This is what it looks like. Yeah. Do you know how much I spend just to do this? I just want to do the cheapy cell phone version. Oh, uh, yeah. Wait, can you we go what? back to you saying how much you appreciate me? Because like, I, I appreciate you, too. Like, so much. But, but you do work very hard. Oh, he said, but here comes the oh no. Oh, no. No, this is, this is what it is, right? So it's like... Hit me with it. There's still room for us to grow and improve. Like, we started the pod, we started the meeting five minutes late. And we weren't ready right. on either platform. Right. We should be starting five minutes early with the right lens and the right setup. I mean, dude, the fucking wind was so gnarly. We were out there doing... Didn't mess the audio up? Um, well, no, because we have these... these um, the Yetis. Well, let me ask this. Um, how, how does it sound for everyone on TikTok? How many people are in there? Um, we've got close to 34,000 people in here. 34,000 fucking people. That's what the fuck we do. So can you guys hear us okay on TikTok? I'm just going to add 1,000 to every single thing in it's my LA. life. It's LA. You know? This is LA, bro. Damn, that would put me at like 2 million OnlyFans followers. Right. That, that means that would be making like, <laughs> what's 10 times 2 million? That means I'd be making 20... A lot of money. Million. <laughs> yeah. um, but one thing I was talking about in the meeting, which this reminds me of, is the moving target. Like Rudy is, you know, she's asking herself, is she an alcoholic? Can she drink like a normal person? Has she been? Well, I mean, yeah, she has been. And, 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 and we've all. We've all asked ourselves that question. Yeah, and that was a point. That was a point that I made with 17 years sober. I, I've continued to ask myself that question. And, and I, I do too. Yeah, and but I, yeah. yeah, fuck yeah. Because Red wine and a fucking joint would be so, so. Yeah, yeah. It's been so long. Like, but I you, could probably handle it. You know, it was so cool though. We were able to ask Greg if he asks himself that question, and he doesn't. I don't. Yeah. I don't even think about it. Why that, would he? But but that was so rad. It was so rad to have like a normie in the meeting that was like, "You guys are crazy." <laughs> so it just like helped Rudy see her. Is she drinking? No. Is she smoking pot? No. She's sober. Yeah. Okay. As far as I can tell, we did step work last night. Okay. She good. came over just why? Well, because because he he you yeah. he you well you asked a second ago. Is she? Right, but I, but I think we all thought, well, is she asking that question? I I don't know if she's using. She seems sober to me, okay. right? But she's very in her head, and everything around her is affecting her. 
like anybody in you, you know early what? sobriety. I actually don't think she's any more in her head than she should be. A hundred percent. Yeah, I, I think she's like experiencing like the approaching two months. Like Pink Cloud is like pretty much gone now, and she's like kind of feeling. This is raw. She's in a very she, like I look at her and I and, and I'm literally like not jealous of her, but I, I'm excited for her mm. like to be in that position. Cause like I kind of spoke like directly to her. Cause she's saying like people around me, she's kind of unsure. She's questioning it. Like a, B and C is doing this. Like maybe I can do it or would I be handling it differently? And I said, my point was people let me down all the time. I let people down. And the one true constant thing that has never let me down is my higher power. So that was kind of our point in that discussion of someone online said, hey, well, why do we do this and why do we do that? Well, we do the things we do is because we don't have a connection with our higher power. This is, this is so – oh, what the fuck? What? Uh, oh. uh, I'm tripping. I just, I just turned my volume all the way down and then tripped out why my mic didn't work. Yeah, you're fine. So, what are you talking about here, Mikey? What do you mean? I'm talking. I'm like, like, okay. I can only use I statements, right? So, if I am not connected to something greater than myself, go ahead. I'll explain what 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 he's talking about. And I love the fact that I can pull out my book because I've been doing this. This, I've been going. Writing notes in the I'm not I'm, I mean we're, I'm not even that far but I've been writing notes in the book and highlighting stuff and um so we, we uh what one thing that we wrote Michaelis had me write at the bottom of uh, the the cover of the AA book is this look at this process is not to make me depend on a sponsor but to enable me to become dependent on God a sponsor can't save himself or herself. Also, another really cool thing I wrote is the 12 steps are a finger or a guide to get the principles and the power from God. The book is not to be worshipped like other human resources, only my God. So, first of all, fuck a sponsor. I don't care what your sponsor did or didn't do. You you can stay sober. And, and 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 if I'm a sponsor, like I'm not responsible for anyone else staying sober. And you know what? Like I also am not going to be like, "Oh, I'm so fucking special because I'm sponsoring 20 people." Fuck you. You're not special. All you're doing is reading what someone else wrote. And you're and all I'm doing is staying sober because I'm doing that. You're so, special, Pat. It takes the ego out of it. You know what I'm saying? And it takes away also um, so what you were saying was like it's not about your sponsor. Because I think she's trying to like, you know, use Danielle's thing. Right. Because Danielle's like, like, let's just keep it real. Like Danielle's all fucked up. She's eating mushrooms like chips. Like they're potato chips. Or she was. Or she was. No, she's finding her way. Right. Like, like, but, th- or getting well, more. I'm trying, trying to look at everybody or, or else. Or, or getting more lost. But sometimes you got to get lost to find your way, right? True. Learning to lose. Yeah. But it's, but it's, this is what is 
tough for me is like really caring for somebody right and and, and knowing what i know and not really because like pat said like a sponsor can't keep me sober right a connection with a higher power a power because you're saying i was born i was born with wires crossed right maybe yeah maybe but that but I'm, i'm just saying like I was, I, I was brought into this world and I, I'm an addict and I'm an alcoholic, right? So I need a power greater than myself because I tried drugs and alcohol and they didn't work. They worked for a time, but it wasn't until I was like, okay, I'm not in control. I'm not all powerful, even though my ego and my alcoholism or my BS, whatever you want to call it. That's how I acted and that's how I treated people. So when, when you care for somebody and you want to see people succeed, my point was like people are going to let us down yeah. regardless. Yeah. But God is a constant. If we can tap into a real connection with God, like we talk about, like we're all striving to do, then, then that's when I think we can sit back and be like, okay. But another thing that if you want to break down what I wrote even further, this is like really dope. Like this book is not to be worshiped like other human resources, only my God. So like, what does that mean? The 12 steps are a finger or a guide to get the principles and the power from God. The book is not to be worshiped like other human resources. Only my God. I didn't like, I don't quite love the way that's worded. Because it ca- a little confusing. Yeah, because it kind of makes it seem like we're supposed to worship other human resources. Right. We're not, but we do. We do. Right? So if I'm having an emotional reaction to anything, there's some form of worship in that. For me right now, it's likes, followers, because that's directly associated to like how successful this whole thing can be. So the goal is to not have an emotional reaction to anything, just allow everything to be and to not worship the book or a sponsor or a career or a girlfriend or a guy or whatever. And I love that we're like going through this before we even start reading the book. There's so much to know about how this process works. I was telling Rudy last night, if I buy a microwave, thinking it's supposed to be used the way a fridge would be used. I wouldn't know what the fuck I was doing. So you can't start reading this book unless you understand like how it works and what it's supposed to do, which I guess it will, we'll talk about more and how it works. But I think understanding like, you know, yeah, I think this is all important, but I also think it's equally important that we understand like what, worship even means because yeah. i think most of us don't even know we're doing it mm. <laughs> um, well i learned the hard way through a pastor like i had i went to this church and i held this pastor to like a higher regard and um or i, I saw him as like a being above myself and then he cheated on his wife mm-hmm. and it just crushed me um that somebody that i held at such a high regard and then i reminded i was reminded that like we're all human, right? Like no one is above no one else. And so I would imagine the same goes for like a sponsor sponsor relationship, right? Where they're just facilitating someone's sobriety and not necessarily the reason I'm staying sober. Yeah. But what does worship mean, Billy? 
I like what you're saying. So the definition of worship wow, is God, we're going the, so many places here. Okay, you just you just go, asked what go. you just asked what worship. Yeah, yeah. Meant. You know, well, he said something. I wanted to respond to you, and then he okay, said go, something. Go, and you go. said something. And, I got And then I'm thinking up. about Rudy, and I'm just well. Like, I'm just Whoa. bringing I'm bringing it back to what you were saying. Okay, I yeah. want I want to. No, I just always think that's important because I don't think that I am aware of like I'm worshiping that plant. Yeah, and I actually am a little bit. That's the thing is I think there are different degrees. Like that's one thing that Michaelis was saying is like or a girl. There's an element of that or money. Yeah, like it's not. I don't. I think there are different degrees of. So what is it? What is the definition, sir? Do you mind sharing that with us? Uh, I lost it. Oh. So okay. So. So this says in Christianity, worship is the act of um, a reverent honor or homage to God, right? So um, there was another one. Hold on. But but it's like I, I like. Yeah, will you tell them to turn it down or something? But like 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 it's like it's like Pat said. Like Michaelis mentioned, there's like what would you say? There was like a, a little bit, just of, an element, an of element it. of that, right? Yeah, so, like it's just it's just a simple matter of not putting anything above this work, right? Period, which we are constantly doing. Well, in a sense, I mean, I think of worship is what you focus on the most. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe I worship myself. A hundred percent. Um, I think I'm going to start worshiping Michaelis though, because this guy is like, <laughs> stud, yeah, but, he's yeah. stud number one and he's got, he knows the book, but and, that's actually what we're not supposed to be doing. Right. But I'm like calling him and even his name, Michaelis. Oh, I, oh I, Michaelis. I feel like I could, I, I could worship, worship you, Michaelis. Um, but, but okay. So we're jumping around a little bit. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, or actually, no, you can continue. It, I just want to say that like, like Greg just said something right about a pastor, right? A pastor that like we we're supposed to look up to a pastor or a man of God who's in that position, but really we need to treat this man who's in some sort of authority over a church or over a denominate or a flock of whatever you want to call it. But he answers to God. Like, that's, that's who I need to answer to, not a man. And, and here's the other thing about Michaelis. He always fucking answers. It's crazy. Well, how, how do you always have time to answer your phone for me? Oh, look at this fool. He's all sweaty and shit. Is it daytime where he's at? Yeah. I mean, technically, I, I just want to make sure you're good. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. We we just had a question about worship. Um, we were wondering. I don't know if you if you if you're in the middle of working out or whatever. That's that's cool. You can call me yeah. back. Uh, well, the question is like, what does it mean to worship something? And because we're talking about like putting, you know, how we worship. We're, we I just read that thing in the book where it says, you know, we're not supposed uh, a, a sponsor is not to be worshipped like other human thing or what is it how does it say the book is not to be worshipped like other human resources only my god (laughs) so can you explain that yeah totally so nothing human should be worshipped right so worship is when you pedestal something okay so if you're 
like and have an emotional response because it's going to be taken away or if you're having an emotional response because you're trying to seek it then like you need to check out and i'm talking about anything aside from your relationship with god okay so if it's money if it's tiktok fucking validation if it's a woman if it's your child if it's your parents anything right anything that's like fucking you up emotionally and you're placing way too much emphasis on in that way you understand what i'm saying yeah so the and the only thing we're supposed check to out, check it out check it out if you're willing to sell out your integrity to keep it or out of fear of losing it that's definitely worship right that makes sense yeah man uh we were just kind of just wishing you were here and next time we do the podcast yeah because it'd be great for you to be here talking about this stuff and billy was like i feel like i'm gonna start worshiping michaelis because he's got a great body and he knows all this shit and i'm like i just thought i'd call you uh, this, this whole process is about you tapping into your inner power, dude. It has nothing to do with anything outside of you. You know, this whole process is about you becoming right with you. Because in essence, what you're going to learn next time when we do book study is that if I really understand who I am, I, the light of God, my spirit will be joyful at all times. Right? So if you understand you're, you're just as much of a piece of the universe as everything around you, and that's the pure joy, right? So you actually have the power. That's where that choice thing came in that we talked about last time. If you can choose your perception in that pause, which means that you can choose your feeling and choose your experience, then what's God? It's within you, right? Right, 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 right. So you, you write your own story, my friend. Cool, man. Uh, thanks. I just wanted to get you get your voice on this podcast because we've been talking a lot about you and i think next time i'm going to try to i want to try to figure out a way to loop you in uh, we'll, we'll talk more about how how we can do is that what you're is that what's happening i can't hear it it's happening in the gym it's fucking horrible i'm not listening to that i'm listening to no effects but anyway all right I love you, dude. all right i love you bro all right let so anything you put on a pedestal. Right? So were, were, were you being sarcastic when you said that? How, what do you? What are your actual feelings? You don't really know. How do you act? What do you act? What are all the feelings you're having about this guy? About you want me to talk shit about Michaelis right now? No, if if that's what you're feel, <laughs> if that's what you're actually yeah. feeling, then I want you to be totally honest about. No, all. I don't know the guy, but no, I, I admire him a bit because he's fucking sweating it out right now. He does. He's gorgeous, right? Right. And he's tattooed, and he knows shit, and you yeah, know he's, he's a stud. But for he's sure. yeah. But but I don't know him as a person. He's so been through hell and back. Yeah. This guy went back to live. He's actually about your age. Yeah, uh, he he's been, um, and you know what's funny is like there are things that Billy has that I want, and there are things that McKit like that TikTok video you did today was po- powerful. Like I actually really? felt that. I re- I commented on it. Yeah, you saw that. Yeah. No, I believed you. Like I felt what you were saying. Yeah. So did I. He was talking about just. I was being- just trying to point out the the practice of gratitude is just like. Yeah, but there was like something you said that like took it to another level. Oh, I do edit it. Yeah, I don't know exactly what that is. Yeah, um, whatever. Like, I just think it's great that we can 
work with everyone. We all can take something from each other. Yeah. He, He just happens to have been, I mean, this guy's had issues with, with fucking the wrong people in the program. He did. Did I tell you about how he bought a gun and he was going to have kill himself? Yeah, six and a half years sober. He had his friend buy him a gun so he could kill himself. And then he ended up at Liberty House living there again after six years after he graduated. He went back to Liberty House. Sober. Yeah. And then like just he's just been through a bunch of shit. And he just he's now like 10 years into doing this step work this way. With a lot of different people, probably about 30 at a time he's working with. He has been working with. And and you know what he said? He's like, just watch. Once you start doing this the way it was intended to be done in the big book, you're going to start having people coming to you. So just get ready. And I already have like, well, I already have like six or seven people. But that's only because there are people around in our immediate support group that I want to be doing this with because the whole, the whole idea of doing the the step work this way is just like, you don't, you're not doing it unless you're giving it away. The the process is incomplete unless you're doing it with someone else. That was something I really took away from when I was here two Fridays ago or Mm. whatever. Mm. and, And we called Michaelis and, like Pat was like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm taking notes because like th- this is new to me. Oh, by the way, yeah. the shit you highlighted. Yeah. He had me highlight. Yeah. Like after. Oh, how funny. You, yeah. Did you remember that part? I do. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Well, but, but that's what is so amazing about. This is the part that he, 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 he or this is the part that he highlighted. Um, we hope that you may pause in reading one of the 42 personal stories and think, yes, this happened to me, or more important, yes, I felt like that, or most important, yes, I believe this program can work for me. See, and what's so, what's so powerful is that I came here with my big book, with my notebook, and you're like, no, here, right? So who knows if I highlight, oh. like, you know what I'm saying? Like because I, his big, because Mikey's big book was already all written in. It was so. all written in and highlighted, and, and maybe I highlighted that in my other book, but this is a new experience. Yeah, because 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 pause in reading is the first order of direction. Right. That's given in the big book before the foreword in the preface. You're supposed to pause in reading. Yeah. And I do that like I'm like I don't have a problem doing that. Like Right. It took me an hour to get from here to here. Because I'm just I talk so much and I want to like talk about every sentence and i'm sure that you've experienced that working with me like we sometimes only get through one page i think maybe i do it too much i don't know if there's such thing as too much but the first order of direction in the big book is to pause when reading Mm -hmm. such a and like talk about what you're actually reading also a really cool thing is this is a basic text which implies student teacher This isn't to be read like a fucking novel at night. This is like a textbook that we're supposed to study. You know, I don't know. There's just a lot. I've already had, there's already so much cool stuff. Yeah. So the the guy that I started doing this with, um, not only I've been taught, we have, we have one day a week we've been doing this. Um, 
and he like the next day after we did that, he's like, bro, I can't stop going back and reading what we wrote down. And like, yeah, I can't, I actually can't wait. The, The person I'm the most excited to do this with is Billy, because I feel like we're going to get, I'm going to get a lot more out of this when I do it with you. Well, I'm I'm looking forward, dude. I can tell you're like you're a big book thumper now. Like alcoholism is a disease of the body, mind, and spirit. There are three parts of the program, one for each part of my disease. Like I didn't really even like. I feel like yeah, I feel like someone told me that once, but to understand the three parts of the mind, body, and spirit, there's three parts. So when we're with other people. We're treating our body, but if we're not in the big book, we're not treating our mind. And if we're not doing 12-step work with another alcoholic, we're not treating our spirit. So like, I can go out and like help the homeless person, and that's a spiritual – that's treating my spirit because I'm like being of service to a homeless person. But if I'm not in this book with that homeless person and they're not another alcoholic, I'm not also treating my mind and my body because – I don't know. It's just cool to have like an understanding of, of this. I think the biggest thing though is that like I can take somebody through this process because it's – I know exactly what we're supposed to write and what we're supposed to talk about. Yeah. So the thing about the way we were doing it is it's like read chapter one and, and, and give me whatever direction. It's very – it's like a va- – it's vague, mm-hmm. right? The way we are doing it in here, it's very specific and it's very – um, it's very like, it's like a textbook. It's literally, sh- yeah, that's what I got from this yeah. because, but Michaelis, we called him that day. We were here a couple of Fridays ago when he said the only way to work a true program is to take somebody else through this. Yeah. And it's like, I had to sit there and be like, well, how many people am I? Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and even Pat though, even Pat, like. Call, like, not, I don't want to say he called me on my bullshit, but he's like, that's great. You're talking to your sponsees and no, I didn't say it like that. No, 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 no. But because I'm doing the same thing. No, I, no, I, no, but no, but my point is, is that you triggered something in me and inspired me like to be like, Oh, wait a second. And then you got all excited about this and showed me it and I did it. Now this dude's you, excited you, about you, it. You want to know what's funny? Yeah. This fucking guy's been trying to do this with me for years. Michaelis? Yeah. Wow. I've already done this with him like eight years ago, nine years ago. I did it with him. But he hadn't been doing it for 10. Now, now I'm getting the 10-year version of it. He's now been doing this with people every day for the past 10 years. So he's been adding to it. He's So that's the other thing is we get to like – add to it and make it um, more. And you know, another thing he's been telling me about is, you know, the 12 and 12 was just like something Bill wrote because people were like, we need more because they just weren't doing what already was working. It's so funny. It makes such, it makes perfect sense. It's like, also that was one person writing that book. This is a collective conscious of over, uh, more than a hundred people, which is why this the story of how many thousands of oh oh yeah it's a you know so so more than just what this is just this is more than just one person's opinion. I, 
I mean, it's it's it, it, to me, it's very exciting to have, like you said, people in our, our that circle. we can do it with, yeah, in our circle, yeah, and then and then taking it outside yeah. of there, like, yeah, it's and, just, then, and then with this thing on TikTok, like, I'm sure Billy, I'm sure you already have people that want to that want to do this with you just through TikTok. Possibly. I mean, you Corey could literally to do it. You can literally, you could literally make one post. And be like, yo, I want to take someone through this book. And I guarantee you someone would be like, I'm down. That's what's so cool. It's like, that's what we're supposed to be doing. So it's like enough with all the fucking mushrooms and your wife's fucking open marriage. Enough with that. Like, let's get into the thing. Let's, I got 380,000. That's, that's good enough. Let's start getting into the thing. The real shit. The real shit. So I've been wanting to lean more into this because it's fucking time. Mm -hmm. But it all happened like on 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 God's time. And so the meeting we just did was about we're still we're still on this thing about uh, resentments can be uh, dangerous. That's what they're talking about right now. They're talking about how anger is like dangerous. For us, yeah. If I I read a part about it said that immediately, yeah, like it was talking about like <sighs> the enemy, right? Like a soldier, right? So if a soldier's out in war and, and there's the enemy are coming, like you immediately have to react. You immediately <laughs> yeah. have to do something. And like me reading that and kind of processing it was like, in a sense, I was like, okay, so. Dealing, dealing with my anger, right? Dealing with any anger that I have is usually fear-based. So fear is the enemy, right? So if I, so, why wouldn't I immediately nip that in the bud and be like, okay, I have to figure this out right now because if I don't, it's going to lead into a resentment, and a resentment is going to get me drunk. You know, does that make sense? Because it's like, it's like, why, why do I choose to fester in shit? You know, and, and, and and let somebody's actions or words. Well, I have an answer for that. Why? Because I'm human. We're used to it. Well, yeah, we're, but. We don't know any different. But we do. We've been taught. We get little bits of different, but how deep. Can no, you're go. no. Yeah, I mean, it goes. It goes back to a situation I just I ran I ran myself into, and I I, I called this dude and and, and, a, and a good AA friend who has helped me a lot, and he's like, oh, so you're you're. It was it was at my place of business where I'm doing some work, and this guy's like, oh, so you're still taking mommy and daddy issues to work now, huh? And I was like, okay, thank you for keeping it real. Right. So it's like, you're right. Because I still have resentment towards my, I mean, I feel it's tough that, 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 that just, that's a whole nother podcast. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to like, you know, I've had to separate myself in a sense, but yeah, man, it's like, I'm still just trudging this road. You know what I mean? And I still have to do therapy and I still have to do the book work and I still have to do things with 17 years clean that, I mean, if I don't get back to the basics of what I did when I first got sober, I, I don't want to be the person that has 20, 25 years. And, well, you know what I mean? I, we've, I, I've seen it time and time again. 
people with 20 plus years just one one day they're like oh i think i can drink or the stuff we were just talking about with like that rudy's asking herself i i've asked myself that you know and usually when i ask myself those questions i write them i journal i write i write and i usually get something off my chest and i talk about it with somebody and i feel better so reading tonight it was like i have to make immediate i have to take immediate action for the better for not i mean not screaming at someone and calling them a motherfucker and being like don't you know who i used to think i was and you don't fucking talk to me that way that's how my father talked to me and it's like no it's like acceptance is the answer to all my problems right if there's something about somebody that i don't like it's usually going on with me it's usually about me so all the fear and and insecurities that i i i find are usually all me it's all it's I, it's all made up for the most part. So I agree. Yeah, and it and it's so. But you made a good point where it's like we. Yeah, you're right. We do get bits of that, right? I just think we could be completely different people. I, I, can I talk for three minutes, please? So um, I was listening to podcast today, and I really got fed with my mind stuff, and 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 lately. Oh, you were listening to. Our podcast. No, I listened to that a couple of days ago. Oh. Um, what podcast were you listening to? I listened to Jordan Peterson with Wim Hof. I listened to wow. uh, Allie Ward. She's a, she does science with a gratitude guy. And um, I don't know. But so I've been on this, this God trip, right? So, and it keeps just the book just bam goes into god 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 we're all god 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 and, <laughs> yeah. and the word so washed it's like so washed out like, yeah it makes me think of an entity like yeah. a, no like a deity yeah but i've been thinking lately for me god is like complete and mm. it, it's this thing where it's complete every down to every molecule and there is no time and space and this god is so encompassing and so much that's why you need jesus because it's not even a mad that's not comprehensible mm. and that's why there has to be this anthropomorphic jesus i mean bro figure to god is that i can have an experience with you god take away everything i think yeah that is i, I think like but here's the because we have to forget like, this idea of this god uh, that word, I can't, I can try to talk to Steve about it and he doesn't even, he's like caught up on what he thinks it's supposed to mean to society. And it's not, God is not even in my opinion, God, because the word has, doesn't hold the value exactly. anymore. Dude, that's and, so amazing. And this has helped me come to this whole Jesus thing in that, but I'm not going to put that in there. But what I'm saying is it's so awe-inspiring this it's it's not even an entity it is it's, all it's, things it's complete it's the and idea. that's why it can completely change every i don't the, the, know the, the, what you're saying is the idea of god of what god could be this new idea is in, it's incredible it's completeness yeah i get it and, and we're always I don't know if you do. 
<laughs> well, I mean, I, you know I, I don't. Saying. I don't think that we can. None of us can. We can't. We never understand it. But can you? Can you go into the point? Can you? Can you go into further? Uh, go further into what you're saying about completeness. Like, what do you mean by that? There's nothing lacking. There is no separation. It is. Yeah. All now here. Yeah. Us. None of the struggles or death. Like, uh, I see. I, I really have this affinity for um, uh, chemistry, and like quantum physics, blah 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 science. And so I think at the molecular and below the molecular, there's just energy. And it's hard to explain, but everything around us right now is so absurdly profound and amazing. Like life, like us, souls. Uh, I don't know if I can iterate what I'm trying to say, but it's like so amazing that you could explode. Um, And that is what is the solution. Not that we have to find it, but that it, it it is, and what we need to do is get rid of self and like ego and all these things that are separating. Because we have that ability as human beings to separate, mm-hmm. and I just feel like almost like these coming to Jesus people, they tell you about their experience where Corey was crying in the meadow or whatever. Like they felt it. Yeah. It's like a oneness bliss of freedom. And there's no fear because we all know we're going to die. And I think hallucinogenics definitely get you there and I just like fucking religion the word God all that shit I think is just like gets in the way of it almost but you need to have language language just doesn't do it justice well it it, it gets in the way only because humans attach have attached their pride and ego to those words and given them meaning that's why I love before we do anything we both say that and it's like I like when they say pause because every sentence and every word in here has a has a there's a spirit behind the word. The yeah. the word will kill you and the spirit will set you free, right? Yeah. So And this work catapults us into the present moment. Yeah. When we're doing it, I almost feel lucky to be an alcoholic because we're able to do this for our life. Like we have to do it or else we don't get to stay sober and be happy. So it's almost like if we're doing it the way we're supposed to be doing it, we're being catapulted into the present moment every day. And then we can use that. It's easier for us to like keep that throughout the day. And it is life and death. So we know how like, dire the consequences are of not doing it 
So in a way, we're kind of lucky if you look at it like that. You know what I mean? Yes. Like this is our purpose. And to have that be your purpose is kind of cool. Yeah. As opposed to like my purpose being like, what's Joe Rogan's purpose? It's not that. <laughs> you know what I mean? But he's, he's all good, but I'm not saying. Well, here's something I do to try to avoid resentment is I think of every, everyone as a beautiful soul. Even if they're the worst asshole on earth, they're a beautiful soul. Um, and it really kind of takes away like they don't know what they do. They, you know, like, uh, were you going to say something? No, on the tone of resentment, I feel like I don't have the time to resent people anymore. Like life has so much going on that for me to hold any kind of ill will towards somebody is just going to fuck my game up. Mm -hmm. So my best bet is for them to just be dead to me, which is fucked up. Like, I don't know how to (laughs) talk to somebody and say, Hey, like, let's hash this out. Like for me, it's like, yo, let me just like get rid of you from my life and just keep moving forward and not even let resentment like take space in my heart. Unless they are willing to accept like an apology or like grow with you. But there are some people that are just far that they don't want to be on this tip. So it's not worth it for me to hold any kind of resentment or feeling towards them. Yeah. Well, I'm much with you on that, but there are some people you have to like, what about your lady that you're into? What if you develop a resentment for her, then you're going to have to, it's time for me to go. No, no, but like, I, I think like what, what, what you're saying for me, it applies to me with certain people who aren't ready, you know, but there are like, like me and Billy have had conflict. Me and Veronica have definitely had conflict. Um, and that's what learning to lose is all about. It's like learning to like get through the conflict, work the shit out, come out on the other side with love and empathy and understanding. And now we're a little closer, but I think what you're saying is there are some people who don't want to do that, who are filled with, and I think that's where like this whole evil demon thing comes into play with like religion. Like there's certain forces. There's certain people who just aren't, we, we can't, they're not ready. They're just not developed. Or they're not ready. And they're, you're not going to do them any good anyway. Yeah. So. But then I read how, like, I'm supposed to, like, level that shit out or, like, make it right with them for me to come to God with my gifts or to be a better person, right? So it's like, it's like an inner struggle of, like... Yeah, but you don't need to, like, have a relationship. Those people don't need to be in your life. Right. Well, you could come at them, I mean, just for... for for your own personal growth, you could be like, dude, I'm, I'm praying for you when you're ready. I'm there for you yeah. But right now. I don't have the time for you unless, so. unless you're willing to hear what I'm saying and like meet me in the middle. Right. And like, as I grow older, I'm like appreciating times alone more and more, hmm. you know, to where I get to create dialogue with my subconscious or go into like gratitude states 
like me by myself, right? Like mm-hmm. it's it's pretty cool how much growth can come out of like just alone time sometimes and not needing that like noise from the world of like forgive me, love me, appreciate me, look at me, right? So like one of my favorite features on my phone is like the do not disturb mode, that airplane mode you have on your phone. But it doesn't work. That you still get messages. Right, not to the next Yeah. Right. So to me, that's been awesome to like just quote unquote check out for like an hour or a moment or even like an entire evening. Right. To like, I don't want to yeah. deal with nobody. Like, let me just be present with myself. We only have 30,000 days of life. So I think that's growth, really, to be with yourself because you're not really with yourself. You, you're still connected to all things. I think that's cool. Mm. Um, I wanted to say one other thing before I forget which was really interesting. So I was listening to Jordan Peterson, right? And Mm -hmm. he was going over this Disney movie, but it's all about archetypes and mythology. And he was talking about like, like every one of us is a King of our domain, right? Or if we're not, we're, we're like teenagers. We're not developed and we won't succeed. What will happen is other people will take our fruits because we're not good Kings. We're not managing well. And he was talking about embracing the dark side. Like, we all have a dark side, right? We're all capable of murder, rape, whatever, all the heinous shit, right? To befriend that dark side, to understand it so that you can access it when needed, will put you in the position of being a true king of your domain and succeeding because others will not be able to take advantage of you and wow. I thought this was really interesting because they will if you don't have that. If you're a pushover or you want to be nice or whatever. And it's a real it's real uh, interesting because I see each one of us, we're the kings of our domain, right? And we have to be responsible. And, and the king isn't like, oh, I'm the king, I get whatever I want. The king means I'm a responsible motherfucker and I'm going to sacrifice for the good of everybody including myself of course and it it was just interesting to look at it in that kind of way because the dark side is our friend mm. yeah the dark side is in all of us it like lives in us right we yeah. all have that darkness that lingers within us I, i'm trying to think about how i can apply it to the current situation that i'm in what are you in? Well, like, you know, with Liberty House, you know, like they've. What went down? Well, they've basically made it, it like they've basically cut off all communication from Derek and these other two guys in the house that I was that I was that I was sponsoring. And I'm the I'm presented with this like situation where I have to just like accept that um and like almost just not care about them or what anyone thinks and just like keep moving and I feel like there's a element of that dark side that I need to like tap into tap into to be able to just like move on like to be able to just look the other way and not like try to make all that right because i can't make it right 
I just can't you try to make it right. I can't. Right. There's no way. Even if I told them I'll change my day, like it still would just be this whole thing, you know? So the best thing we can do is just keep moving forward. Yeah. And like, how do I do that? I have to just kind of almost not care in a way. You're not good at that. No, but it's, this is God showing me in how to deal with something that I would never normally be able to, like I'm deal, I'm doing it. Like I've literally been put in probably the hard, this is one of the hardest. Could you imagine like, this is, I'm being forced to walk through something. That's like a situation that used to baffle me and I'm like, okay. And these are people that really don't know you. Yeah. Right. And don't know your intentions. They yeah. just get you in like 30 second, 60 second doses. Yeah. And then they get to make their conclusion on who Pat is. 100%. Right. And it's not fair. To you. So there's a, there's a real lesson in this. And the past couple of days have been like hard. But I feel like I'm, I'm through with it. Like I'm good. God is so good. So this happens to you and you're opening up your own house here soon. Right. So talk about like a great opportunity for you to learn and take away on like, now I know the type of leader I want to be when I'm in that position. And it's not that. How awesome is it that God was able to give you that lesson? Yeah. Like I don't want to, they've put, they've put so many people who have went through that house through so much pain and shit they've just they've hurt so many people at at the oh that's crazy to hear you say that because you were all about them i am still though like i think that what they do is incredible and it saves lives and i think that i think that doing it the way that they do it is more effective for the people who are in the house but once you get out of that house and enter life, which is like filled with gray, you have to, you have to like shift a little bit and you have to be able to coexist with people who are normies and you have to change and grow. Like you're not, things are going to change. Life is going to happen and you can't live the way you lived in the house outside of the house. And I'm like living even further out in the gray than most people who graduate. You know, I'm like, look who I'm married to. Look at like, I'm in a band on tour and making around drugs and alcohol. Like, like Hamish was saying, he went to Chile with these four Australian guys and they were like doing blow with him. He was like cutting their lines and they were like, how are you not wanting to do this blow with us? He's like, cause you don't have enough. <laughs> He's like, there's just not enough. And he was like having fun with them and laughing. And, and I dude, Liberty house would never co-sign that. But Hamish is able to walk through that. Like I'm able to do shit like that too. Like I'm able to live life like on the edge And I've always been that dude that takes chances and I'm on the edge and I'm like this punk rock envelope pusher and, and they can't even comprehend how I've been put myself into how I've been in these situations. That sounds dangerous. Like from a normie's perspective to like create my like existence to like, don't associate with those people. Well, Well, they're not even saying don't associate with those people. Um, 
They actually might be saying that, actually. It, I, I don't it know. seems like they are, and I'm just... They can associate with you. Right. So you're those people. And I'm, like, sober. Bro, but and you're helping is, so they, many they people. They know I'm sober. Like, could you imagine if they embraced what you're up to yeah. and were like, yo, come, like... Oh, they th- that house would be at, like, the forefront of my whole, like, show. Right. But... The reason you don't want to do it is because you know at some point it's just false. Mm. I mean, being high is just not real, and you don't want it. Yeah. I mean, I, we think about it sometimes, but it, it's pretty short thought. Well, know? I'm just, I'm, I'm just, but they're not. They're just referring to when I did get high. Yeah. Because I actually, there were times in my sobriety when I was high, and I'm not changing my date. And that's their gray, but it's like it's all gray. Okay, some some of the times I got high was because of an operation. I was prescribed to, I was I had prescription pills I had to take. Like they're cool with that. Another time was when I went on this trip to Costa Rica, and I decided to do ayahuasca with my wife, God, with the with the. Basically, it's like they're you're living a limited life if you're not gonna have the balls to take some chances i think yeah but i also agree with them when it comes to like whether or not an alcoholic should take that chance like you microdosing mushrooms me taking ayahuasca like that's not for every alcoholic like if you're going to be doing those things you better be doing them for the right reasons you better be honest with yourself and your support group and you better be fucking not bullshitting yourself and you've done all that like you've been true to your child uh, about I, what's yeah happened. yeah i think me and billy both have well, done it's that. tricky because you can set off the phenomena of craving which and you have i no think control. which which i did and once i noticed that i stopped and i got so and i continued on the path i was on yeah I mean, you know what? We could debate this for centuries, probably. I, I don't. So wait, is that how AA works? I get to decide your sobriety date based on how I think you're living your life. Coming from a normie, I don't know. Well, That's... if you're, it's your date to choose, right? Well, I mean, look, yeah, because it lives within your people heart. Who lie about it. They smoke pot, all kinds right. of shit. Oh you know? uh, yeah, like Jonathan Shaw. Like, there's no way that fool's sober, according to like. Some people in AA. But in his heart, I'm sure he's good. I consider him sober. I mean, he does a ceremony twice a year for a certain intention. Right, so that's what I did. He doesn't get high in between. That's what I did one time. Kind of. Yeah, but that's just me. That's my opinion. I mean, who am I, right? Yeah, so their whole thing is like that kind of thinking is dangerous. It is dangerous. And you shouldn't be like... Like, there are some people that could be listening to this and they could just think it's okay to go out and do ayahuasca. Well, not really, no. Is it? For an alcoholic? No, it's not okay. Okay. Okay, but how is it? Why is it okay for Shaw then? It's okay when you reach some point in sobriety, you've been sober a decade or something. Right. And you've talked to your sponsor and you've talked to other alcoholics and you've, it's educated decision and you know the risk could be de- just completely devastating so, so they they think that that is like insane well what's it what state are they in how come you like didn't hang in there with me and you left 
because they were just blah 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 i don't know and right and, but and i you, wish that you would have like jumped in there and like said, I, I think it would have just been two crazies against they would have thought it's two nuts against so what we know we're not. You could have called me back. I, I don't know. No, I just, well, I just, you know, they started talking about you and. But the I just CBD don't thing. even care what they think. Right. Yeah, I just don't. Yeah. I mean, I'm not invested with Liberty House. I don't yeah. know any, you know. So, wait, talk to us about Graceland. Like, what? I, I don't what are you really. Guys up no, to there? Or, I, yeah. I, thank you for asking about that, and I will. I, I don't really care, like, what they think either. I just that house means a lot to me and a lot of people I know got sober through that house and my sponsor was in that house. My sponsee was in that. So it was like, what did Michaela say about when you bought this stuff to him? Well, he, Larry used to sponsor him. Yeah. So I'm curious what he, he said he had a lot to say about it. Um, he was like, well, I mean, the first thing he said was like, I wouldn't even bother doing the, drugs. don't even no, Like, don't even no. He was like, don't even do the group. Like, why are you him and Chris both were like, but he's not going to throw you away. Cause you did ayahuasca or tried CBD. No way. Right. But I, you, you, what did he say about what? Like, what's the question? Like, well, you just brought up your issue. Well, I'm sure well, you brought well, it up to him. We, right? Me and Michaela's were doing step work upstairs and Larry texted me. I want to have a group about this with some graduates. Yeah. So for me, it's just like, you know what, Larry, you do good shit and you probably do some bad shit too. And so do I. And okay, we can't mix oil and water. All right. I learned a lot from you. I'm going to use it. Thank you. That's it. And that's where I'm at. Like Greg said, it was a real lesson really. Yeah. you, You don't want to implement that exact structure, but you want to use some of it. Yeah. And now I'm like walking through something that's making me grow. Yeah. Like you said, like you know me better than almost anyone. Yeah, it's easy for me to walk away from people. For you, it's not easy. So, but I'm having to like do that with like Prosser. Yeah, but he's not gone forever. He'll be back one day. Yeah, I know, but right now. And when he's back and he he steps into the gray, you're going to know how to, you know, help him navigate. Yeah. You're on a righteous path. Oh, so Graceland. Might end up being co-ed because we have a lot of women. I think it's a good idea because you have a lot of women. Yeah. And men and women do need to coexist in the real world. True. So can you back up the idea of Graceland for those people that don't know? Like, so you and some friends got together. You guys took hold of a house and it's going to be a sober house here in Los Angeles for people to come get sober. It's more like a mansion. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's going to be a sober thing. And I think that like, to lose ideology we'll, we'll be implementing that into the house it will be that that will be the program you know embracing your flaws talking about your shortcomings being okay with all your defects like being willing to look at them and ask god to remove them and there will be systems like set up within the house you know, like, like almost like tests for people. They'll have to do their chores and they're going to fuck them up. And then they're going to have to pay the consequences of fucking up their chores. And like, they're going to have to 
see that they made a mistake and that they can do, they can write the words and move past, move past it. You know, people will be learning, you know, accountability and responsibility and camaraderie and all this stuff through like some of like the same things that Liberty house has used, but like, that's not the only house that's done that. It all started with new life. And now there's other houses like awakenings that are doing the same, like chore based word, getting words for fucking up your chores and having the house like run itself the people, the kids in the house are going to be running the house. I love it. How many people will you guys be able to accommodate there? 20. Wow. And it's going to be ongoing or is it going to be a program? People can stay as long as they need. No, it'll be a live. You'll be living in the house full time until you move out. Wow. And I would like for that to be like a minimum of a year, but I don't know. We'll see. We're still working on this IOP thing so that we can get insurance. Cause in the meantime, people can tap in a Gus at gracelandranch.com if they want to get involved. Email Gus at gracelandranch.com if you want to stay at the house or even if you want to get involved. Like I think that guy, Kevin could be of like super helpful. Well, cause he's a graduate. He's a Liberty house graduate. I mean, these, you should have heard what these fools thought about, about Jason Schneidman and Brandon Wax. What, Liberty House? Yeah, like you met those two fools that were here. Yeah. Jason Schneidman, you know Jason. Uh-huh. And then the other dude that was here, you met him too, Brandon Wax. Yeah. They're so quick to pass judgment. They're like, oh, fuck that fool for this reason and fuck that fool for this reason. This fool cheats on his wife. This fool's obsessed with fame and, and glory. They just... It's just crazy. This kid, Stephen Ward, uh, this kid who I went in the house with, I was talking to him about, you know, Chris Saavedra and, and, and Schneidman and Michaelis. And, Did Chris go through there too? Yeah. Troy graduated. Chris graduated. That kid, Kevin, graduated. Schneidman, Michaelis, um, Brandon Wax, um, Derek will will, will be will be graduating. It's crazy, but like, it's just so quick. This fool Stephen was just so. He's so quickly. He's so sure of his judgment on people. Yeah, I mean, it very much is like them and us. It's like the political climate right now. It's like the it's the wrong. I I believe it's the wrong way to go because I I tend to do that myself, and I got to stop it. I'm a miserable fuck and I hate everybody. I just, I don't, I don't see, I don't see. I mean, that's the textbook right there for Alcoholics Anonymous and yeah. for drug addicts and alcoholics like me, like <sighs> Pat, like Billy. And, and if people are going to judge, people are always going to judge. But people can't throw stones if, I mean, if they. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't every, really talk about any of that in this book. Right. So in this book it talks about looking inwardly. Right. And that's only So if that's, that's it, if man. that's what we all did, but we're all not going to do that. So we have to we us right here, we're staying true to ourselves. Yeah. Not everyone out there is going to do that. And no, and the cool thing about AA is nobody 
there are no leaders. There are no mm-hmm. policemen. Nope. There, there's nobody that's going to be like, oh. Hey, but people sure do want to act that way, don't they? Yeah. That, that's, that's the problem. So it's like the yeah. point of, what? Go ahead. What do you think, Mikey? I mean. About, about what? Me and Pat's uh, drug experiences. I mean, you haven't done anything like that in your sobriety, right? Mm-mm. So what do you think about it? You think I should? No. Oh, okay. It's just a waste of time unless you're treating like if you're MS, if you found out that something could treat your right and and that and that 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 has been a conversation I've had. Um, Like sometimes Valium will help. Like if I there's I mean, dude, there's a there's a ton of stuff that can help. But for me, like like Xanax, right? Like I used to love Vicodin. I used to I, I mean, I used to love pills. So like. I, I don't think I could do that. I don't know. I, I feel like for me personally, and it's a very personal program, correct? Did you sell me? It's, it's... Veronica! It's basically... You gotta edit that video. I don't think I could do it. You want me to I, I think you? you're wrong. I think that if you had a certain situation... Well, yeah, well, right, right, like right now, like, but, but the thought of that, I don't know, I, it, it, to each his own. Because I found that I, I would do these, like I took two milligrams of Valium when I started getting vertigo. Yeah. And it helped a little bit. Right. So I carry some in my keychain. Thank God I haven't had to use it, but it's not like I think I about mean, it. I mean, that right there would be completely unacceptable for them. But the fact that you're able to use it. I haven't they, used it in like six months because yeah, they, I haven't they, needed it. Yeah, they, 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 they would say, who's, who's prescribed that? Astrid. Right? Is she a doctor? <laughs> no. Who prescribed the microdosing? Well, I did. That's completely unacceptable for an alcoholic to be self-prescribing. Like, these are the kind of things that they're saying. And I kind of feel like, wow, like, yeah. This, I don't know. It's that not this that is, I didn't talk about it thoroughly with my sponsor and other people and me and your sponsor so so it's like here's the thing is like is this something we should be talking about could this be dangerous to be talking about this type of shit no because if someone's going to use they're going to go ahead and use right right. exactly (laughs) right bro yeah Get, hit the You're rocks. so right, and that's I fucking wish you were there because like it just it's we just wrote it down. A sponsor cannot keep himself sober or any if these if oh, so basically what you're saying is that Derek's gonna relapse because I because of my life, then he would have relapsed anyway. Right. Well, that's, it would just be an excuse he would use. Yeah. Right. That and that's and that's what but that's what people do is they make excuses. Yeah. They they they. So back to the question, what do I think? I think you two are two of the most real, honest people I've ever met in my life. In a long, uh, like, honestly. You know what? what? That's the reason that I wanted him to be my co-host and yeah. also to be, because I'm going to be totally honest with you right now. Oh. I don't think Michaelis is as honest as you. Oh. I don't think most people but are. But that's okay. No, it is okay. I love him to death. Right. But like the level of honesty and transparency that me and Billy have is unparalleled. And that's so funny that I've never, I never quite, I usually, when describing Billy, I usually speak about humility and, 
but it's we we have the same levels of transparency, mm-hmm. and that's what this whole podcast but is all about. Humility and honesty are like yeah, but transparency too, like being willing to expose all this on a pod. I mean, me and you have like argued and had debates that were like unfiltered. Right. They would have been the same debates if we were having them by ourselves in my room. And we God only knows how many people are going to be listening to those. Do you realize that like in 10 years, those arguments could have millions of plays? Like you realize that like in five to 10 years, people could like start to know us in ways we never well, thank wanted God them we to don't do. have corporate jobs. Yeah, I know. It's just, I actually <laughs> had this like weird, like nightmare, like daydream uh, about like, cause I just recently did an interview. I, do you know, did I tell you that spin magazine contacted me? Uh-oh. Do you know that it's a musician magazine? Yeah. About what? Hypercrush? No, about me. Hmm. Dude. But you're about you just, not just, related to Hypercrush. Yeah. Because it's a music magazine. I know. But it's but the magazine the principle behind that magazine is truth. Mm-hmm. And music isn't what it used to be. Music and TikTok and influencers and it's all like this melding. And I'm not like I mean, he knows I'm in a band, but that's not why he hit me up. He hit me up because he saw the post of Danielle and me crying. And he said, I just, we need to work with you. We need to do either a documentary on you or like short content on you or a story on you and what you're doing over here because it's groundbreaking. Yeah. It's truth. It's honesty. It's punk rock. Mm -hmm. And it was so cool for me. I talked to this guy this morning. I recorded the whole conversation. Like he got, he like gets it. That's amazing. He like gets what's happening over here. Who is this guy, a writer for He's the He's the creative magazine? director at Spin Magazine. Oh. Which sounds like big, but Spin's not as big as they once were. No, but it's, it's, but just the fact that they contacted you. Cause you're, no, it was you're, dope, yeah, dude. It felt yeah. so good to like hear somebody. Yeah, that's validation, man. Um, yeah, it's validation, but it's also like... Well, it just kind of backs up that you're doing something. Yeah, and I and I know I am, and I believe in it. I, I believe in what what we're all doing, you know. And and to hear him break it down like that way, like he basically said it like the same way, like I say it, you know. It's cool, but yeah. why did I just start talking about that? Because it's an exciting opportunity to work with Spin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it also, it's about this transparency thing. Um, Uh, Well, I agree with you. I don't know Michaelis, but I still think he has an image that he wants to portray. Yeah. And he wants to protect that. Yeah, it's all good. This, This isn't a place for protecting your image. That's not what we do here. But, but so... (laughs) The question is still about what do you think? So, okay, you think we're honest and we should change our sobriety dates and we're not really sober. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, basically, yeah. Well, I mean, you at, you at, that's the thing. Like, I was walking to my car to get something and Pat, you know, was on a rant. Like, he was doing so. Pat, Pat, Pat was basically following me outside, like, doing his pace thing. He's like, hey, man, do you, do you think I should change my date? I'm like, dude, that's, that's, 
you can't ask me that question right now. Like, do I think he needs to change his date? No. Do you think you need to change your date, Pat? No. Okay. Do you? Okay. So then, so then that, I mean, that's. But do you think it's dangerous what we're saying? What, in, in, what are you saying? For people who are trying to get stay sober, basically. I mean, a lot of people are trying to get sober. People are sober talking about what we're talking about. I, I mean, everything's dangerous. I mean, you're around it all the time, too. Around what? Drugs and alcohol. All the, all the time, right? I mean, but, the, but that, that goes back to, like, uh, you know, hearing Hamish talk about, oh, I was five years clean or sober and I went out and did this. It's like, man, I was less than a year sober and I went on tour. I don't right. recommend that for right. anybody. Right. I don't, I, that is, uh, that is, that's a big part of my story. Music and the entertainment industry is a huge part of my recovery story. Cause that's I right. literally yeah. got sober and was gone. You got sober too. Like I I basically the only I said it before the only reason I got sober was for music. It's not the only reason I stayed sober. You know what I mean? Uh Life just got better. Life got easier. I I mean, I was so I don't I don't think it's dangerous to talk about. Have you ever met anybody who's been sober a while and and they've got something you want and they didn't talk about God the way we talk about God? Like you, you say it's everything. Your higher power connection is everything, right? Mm-hmm. So do I. So does Pat. Have you ever met anyone who's sober that's like, I'm an atheist or I don't, I just do it this way or like it just not seems re- not really. so incredibly essential. Not, I, not, not really. No, I don't think I have. You know, it, it's, it's the bottom line is right it's it's like there's power there like there's a power greater than greg he's not an alcoholic debatable no exactly no i no i i know i only no but but there's power there's a power that's greater than myself right so who's to tell me what that is yeah i mean that's putting it as simple as possible because i mean a lake is more powerful than you or the wind or Right, but but it like like at, and, at, and at the same time, I'd be like, okay, well, let me challenge you. Like, what else? Well, the three of us are more powerful than you. The three of you are more powerful than me. I don't know about that. <laughs> that's that's stretching it. No, I'm kidding. Sort of, no, but I would challenge somebody if they said that. Right. So a lake's more powerful than you. Okay, what else? A Mack truck is more powerful. Like, yeah. Um, a train is more powerful. Like, but that, but that's. Those are things that you can't tap into that. No. You know what I mean? The idea, though, I think it has to start with the idea. Because I used to think, and sometimes I still do, think that I was in control and I know everything. And I just had to let go. I I have to surrender. Because, I mean, everyone thinks differently. Right? Like everyone has an idea. Yeah. And it's like if you surrender, take all of your, you open your mind and you're like, okay, God, you do this. Mm-hmm. But you're the one doing everything. You do this. That's been working for me. Usually it works out. 
So yeah. that that's why that's why I would challenge somebody to be like, okay, give control to something else. Right. My my control, even in sobriety, has got me fucked up. Yeah. Big time. Right. Yeah. Until until the point where I had people be like, you might as well drink. That's real honesty. Almost being powerless is almost the same as having a higher power. A hundred percent. I don't know about a hundred percent, but see, but then I come from the school where like, I'm reminded that I can do all things through Christ. Right. So like it's in my power because God has got my back. So as long as my intentions are pure as to what I'm doing, and even if they're not right, like the scripture holds truth that like I can do all things through Christ. So, that verse there gives me that untapped power into myself. But, that, but, but, but through, okay, but you said I can do all things through Christ. And then what, what, and then finish it. What is it? I, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Right. right? So we, so if we're, if we're talking about that aspect of God and Jesus, like I, I don't want to get we're just God. God, but it's like you can talk about Jesus. I'm I'm really loving the Jesus thing. But it, but it's like it's like I can do it. I know the scripture. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That right there is surrendering. That right there is saying I can't do this on my own anymore. Mikey's strength, Mikey's strength is not strong enough. So I can do all things through Christ. Who strengthens me? Who gives me the ability? Who gives me the power? Who gives me the sound mind to walk through any situation? That because how many people do we know that just want to hold on to every? I got this. I got this. I can do it. I can do it. I know everything. Uh, I, I'm I'm fine. I'm this. And, and it's like coming from an alcoholic or a drug addict. It's like when you, when you think you got this, you you're done. You're done. Yeah. And for me, I like, so jails, institutions, or death, right? If we're talking real alcoholic, real addict, that's what we're promised, mm-hmm. right? So if I know that, why wouldn't I? Because my strength, that's where that will take me. My own will, my own power will take me there if I'm not tapped in. Yes. And it's like, I need to be strengthened through something other than myself. Yes. Because drugs and alcohol, I tried it. It didn't work. Didn't work. Worked for a little bit, mm-hmm. but it, it never would have taken me where I've been and where it won't take me where I want to go. That's, no. that, that's like when I talk to new, newcomers or like working in treatment and doing this, I, I look at everyone and I say, you have shit to do. You have shit to do. You have shit to do. Somebody told me that a long time ago. They said, you have shit to do. So knock it off or you're going to die. Or you're going to end up in jail or institutional. Like, you, you know what I mean? So like, that's what I stand by. Like, I got shit. Like, we all have shit to do. We're all doing something right now. So it's kind of like, I don't, I don't got time to dabble in something that I used to dabble in. 17 years ago 17 plus years ago i don't have time to do that it's not gonna to me it's just phenomenal that we're all doing shit 
Because I was not doing, I didn't do, sh- I didn't do shit. Right. I didn't even think I was capable of doing shit. Right. And I'm still not without, I wish I had a better word, but higher power, God, whatever. Well, it's like, it's like, so I was, I mean. It's so limiting. I, but I, I was so, you know, a little bit about me. Like I was raised in the church. My father was a minister. Like, I don't know if you heard. Were what? you Were you here when I did the, my, the first time I did the podcast? Weren't you here? I never knew that either. So, okay. So I don't want to turn this into the Mikey. Oh, dang. I don't want to turn this into the Mikey show. But, so for instance, my father and my mother, they met in a facility, a drug and alcohol facility, Fasalwe. Yeah, when they were 17. Wow. They worked for my, so Herbalife International. Yeah. Okay. So my dad met the owner and all the executives in this program, they all got sober together. They all were trying to better what? their lives. Yeah, when they were kids. So my dad, my dad went on to become. My dad's got a gnarly story. Like you want to, you want to talk about. He's got to do it in three to five minutes. My dad was arrested over a hundred and fifty times before he was eighteen years old. His father died of alcoholism. His, my grandmother married an alcoholic who beat my grandmother, my father, my aunt, and all of my uncles until they were old enough to beat him up and leave him for dead. So my dad ran the streets in San Fernando. My dad has SFV tatted on him. Like he was uh-huh. like a gangbanger, like literally like a white boy from San Fernando Valley. Peckerwood. The gang. Yeah. It's crazy. So drugs, alcohol, drugs and alcohol, like just all in my family. My dad gets clean from heroin. 17? Yeah, from heroin, but then he starts drinking. So then he, you know, then like, so he replaced the heroin with alcohol. Mm. Then he stopped and then, and then he, he went on to become high up in Herbalife International and was like best friends with Mark Hughes who died a few years ago from, I mean, drugs and alcohol probably, but so I, so then my dad was called to be a minister. God called him to say, um, and he's sober now. Um, yeah, he's sober now. Yeah. And, okay. And the story, I mean, no, I don't know. I oh. don't know. I don't know when my dad got sober to be okay. honest with you. I don't know. I don't know, but I think he's okay now. Um, but, but he was a minister. So it, long, long story short, God called him to, you know, he was going to jails and like preaching to people and like helping people because he grew up in institutions his entire childhood. Um, so, so I, I, I don't know why I went on this tangent, but. Oh, so he was in group homes and juvenile hall and this yeah, and that. And like road camps and stuff like that. Ooh, so camp. yeah. So yeah. he went out, he went out to do all that stuff. So I don't know what, what sparked this about me being a preacher's kid but my dad was a minister okay you didn't know that yeah so my dad was a minister he opened up a church and this and that and you know like like human people they fall short right it didn't work out and 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 so uh, i had to deal with a lot of stuff as a kid a lot of stuff i've seen it all church wise i've seen it all i've seen i mean i mean all the way from preachers flying private having private jets to you know 20,000 seat churches and million like these these ministers are just millionaires and a lot of them are crooks you know so would you say all of them are um i wouldn't say all of them are what about all the famous rich ones um 
Not all of them. The ones that I know personally, because it's crazy. Like, um, a lot of them are, I think. But it's like, but it's like you, we, so right. So people put these, we put these people on a pedestal, right? You know, so it goes back to, you know, your, you said something about your pastor cheating or having. Yeah, on his wife, and I just lost, like, right. I held him on an altar. Wait, let me ask you about that real quick. So, how old were you at this point? So, I was newly in my Christian faith. Um, I was going to Calvary Church here in Westlake, fell in love with the pastor there, super charismatic guy, and, um, yeah, like, I totally dove into Christianity, and, like, I saw him, like, higher than myself, and then when that happened, I had to come to terms that he was human, and was it was okay to fail, and so it was my mistake to hold him to, a, like, him being higher than me. Yes, he's held to a higher regard to, with God, but to me, him and I were equals, and that's how I should have treated the relationship well, in God's eyes, he's equal too, I would right, say. Right. So he's just equal to you. Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize that at the time. At the time, he was my pastor. But, and but was, can I just ask how old you were, just out of curiosity? Uh, early 20s. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so it was a real like lesson for me to learn. And, and that, so like, you really looked up to this guy, and it really affected you when you found this information. Oh, yeah, Did the whole church find out? The, the whole church found out. He stepped down. Um, a few months after that, he served me a drink at my local Starbucks yeah. Whoa. That's gnarly. Whoa. And like we went from like me being, he served me a drink at my local Starbucks, you know? Like God had his way with him. And now he's like doing his thing. I think he's like the pastor for the Kardashians and everything he's had is, you know, but it, it was a lesson for me to like don't hold an individual. Like we're all equal. We're all bound to fuck up. And fail. Right. And, and, and that was, and, and that's, that's a big point because I've had, I've had, that happened and experienced that a dozen times. Like, I mean, all the way from the time I was. Dude, I got to tell you, if I was in a position like that and girls were just throwing, you know, it would, I would definitely be cheating. Well, you know, I, <laughs> I was, mean, I was. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. It depends, really. I don't know, man. It's like, I look at it. Just like with the drugs. I'm not doing the drugs. I probably wouldn't cheat. But like, look at the, so, but like, we all, we all might think that or say that, but like, look at the pastor. Like Greg just said, God had his way. Like, I like how you put that. God had his way with him. He just served him Starbucks, you know, or whatever, you know. But for me, like that happened to me when I was like, I mean, I was like skating. I was smoking weed. I was like lost. I'm like playing in punk bands, like playing music. And then I like, I found a church that would have like skate ramps and stuff. And I started hanging out, met a lot of cool people, met a lot of like the pastor's son was in like, like a big punk band and like there was a big punk scene. So I like, I was attracted to that Hmm. and I became very close with who I'm actually still very close with to this day. He was a youth pastor. So like for young kids for like, you know, and I might've been like 12 or 13 and like that came out that he, something happened and like that that he actually had a problem with like women you know what i mean and like that like shattered my whole life because i'm like and i'm not i'm not saying that was what catapulted me into like heavy addiction but like that was me saying like okay fuck this like i put my trust in this guy so over the years i've learned that like god is the only constant 
God is the only constant. You want to talk about Jesus, like Christianity? God is the only constant thing. It even says in the literature that everyone's going to let you down. Yeah, and I and 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 I've let so many people down. Yeah, you, you, you know what I mean. And but God's never let me down. I don't know. I, it's a tough subject because it's like you know you, you deal with a newcomer, you deal with somebody who's trying to get sober, and it's like God has a plan for your life. Like like. Like, I really like how Jonathan, the pastor that was here, put it. He said, no, God is going to make, you don't have to be good or try to do anything. God is going to make you the man he wants you to be. Or he said, Jesus. And I really like the way he put that because it's not up to you to do things that only God can do anyway. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it, it says in the Bible, um, like that we were created in Christ's image, right? So Christ or God? I don't know the scriptures. What, what it, yeah, well, we we were created in God's image, right? So so God create like if we if that's what we believe, God created this universe. God created us. So when God created us, He created us in His image. He didn't say He created another God. He He created humans. That's why God. Tell me if I'm getting too deep into this no so go. god created man right god created he says god in the beginning god created man and woman right so we failed humans failed so what did god do god sent jesus to be the ultimate sacrifice and sent sent a man dude that's the ultimate learning to lose it's the are you kidding me it's the yeah beginning learning to lose but it, it but it was like it you go back to like a sacrifice like in the old days or whatever the, even in the bible like you were asked to like if you sinned or you messed up or something you Cain and Abel, Cain and Abel like yeah there, there's stories about people having to sacrifice their children like, what if I still lived in that time where I messed up and I had to, like, you have a daughter. Like, what if we had to sacrifice our children? I wouldn't do that. Right. So, so, so I have to sacrifice something. I have to, so part of me has to sacrifice my pride, my ego, mm. my, myself. That's probably what they're talking about all along. Really. All, yeah. The story, the parables yeah. are saying. Of course, of course. Like, it's, I mean... You know, we wrote in the book the other day, like, what does it say? Um, God, God bury my pride before my pride buries me. So my pride, if I don't surrender that to God or a power that's greater than and myself. The thing is, people think, oh, yeah, I know. But that is the hardest thing to do. No, it's so gnarly. It's harder than anything else. To bury your pride. And your ego and all that stuff. Because it's a daily struggle, it's a momentary struggle, it's a constant. Right. And and just to have the awareness of even what that is and how it operates in you is a whole thing. You know? I mean, it goes back to that scripture that he just quoted. Like, we, like, and I'll say it, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Like, we, I, so, so God, Christ. See, I don't look at that as like we can do all things. I look at that as like all the things we can do, we can do with Christ. Or we can do the strength. Like, right. So we can do it the right way or the wrong way, kind of. Right. So that, right. So I take it as like, I need strength. I need a power greater than myself. Right. To, To make it through this life. In a good way. Yes. 
or even to make it for us alcoholics right yeah. because we we know i know that i know the opposite of that the, op- yeah. the opposite so that we've really got in touch with our dark side i think that's a good thing about us yeah. you know like yeah Well, I don't know, but I think we've kind of we kind of lived in the dark side for long enough to know that it's there and it, it's part of us. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? What about what about you? I mean, you're a normie. Do you, do you have a sense of like you have this lower dark shadow self as, and a higher self kind of oh i love the dark side <laughs> i almost like, try to keep a toe in there every now and then yeah, just to, make, just to see, see what the temperature's like there you know I can see that but what yeah. does that mean like what does that even mean uh, so like for me that means to being able to identify with like the griminess of the world so like what so like for example this one time i had a, a company give me like a distribution deal so that because I had a way of going into like certain hoods or neighborhoods that these executives just couldn't to like identify talent, right? So it's like me having that toe in the dark side that almost not necessarily keeps the door open for me, but lets me know what's going on down there and not be clueless to it. So I have friends that live in this enlightened life, right? Where they don't know the dark side. And it's really cute, you know? Typically, it's like behind a gated community in a beautiful town, like the one that I get the pleasure of living in, you know? And that's awesome. But I feel like me knowing, understanding, and knowing what direction the dark side is in gives me an upper hand at times. For sure. That's what I was saying about that podcast. Like, to truly be a king of your domain and be a good king, you need to... You know, the dark side. So then that's what, I'm not going to say drove me away from the church, but I realized that I was too comfortable in a church environment in Westlake Village and that I needed to go pray for people in neighborhoods and situations that were not like mine, a.k.a. in the darkness. And and that was a real eye-opening experience. And I actually wish I would have started this exercise with my dad. And so I didn't like I'd go out there and try to help other people. Meanwhile, like there's chaos going on in my home. Right. So the darkness lives in our homes every now and then. Oh, yeah. So look, can I ask you some personal questions? Can you be honest? Totally. So your um, heritage is. So I'm from El Salvador. El Salvador. So like when you hear Peckerwood or you see white boys or whatever, do you think white boy or peckerwood or privileged or like i'm gonna be honest i think we all do it we all have biases right that's just how the brain works and like to not i wouldn't call it racist because racist is hatred but to identify a, a, a race or a group is just normal so i wouldn't call it racism but Do you have that? Well, so I'm aware that, like, we're all at different levels in life, right? But, like, growing up in L.A., you have to be tolerant towards people because that person down the street is probably dirt poor and the person across the street is probably super wealthy and this person probably doesn't speak English and these people were born in Westwood, Brentwood. So you have to learn, like, this level of tolerance here in Los Angeles. So, like, when I look at somebody, do I see, like... A white boy, a peckerwood, somebody that's privileged. I can honestly say I don't. 
And that was the cause of the cause of that was my city. So Los Angeles taught me tolerance. And that's allowed me to travel with bands and go into different neighborhoods, go into different cities and not be affected by like, wow, look at how these people live, right? So so no, I don't I don't I don't see I don't see it like that. But I see it more as like like a dummy is a dummy. Right? And those are people I don't want to be around. And that has no prejudice. Like ignorance comes in all colors, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't really believe you, but I thank you for Right. Yeah. So no, no, no. I live in Agora Hills. Like I, I, I can't look at people and be like, Oh race is not a thing for me is what I'm getting at. But it's more like the character of the person. Because if yeah. somebody had that feeling towards me, it'd be really unfair, right? Well, oh, look at that. Yeah, ultimately, yeah, that's it. But, okay, just yeah. wanted to get your yeah. opinion. No, yeah. like when our president referred to me as an anchor baby, right? So people that are from different countries come to the U.S., have babies here, like we're referred to as anchor babies. Oh. See, that was hurtful. And that was kind of fucked up. But, like, I get it. So And previous to that, there was war babies. Yeah. Damn, we're at an all-time low. That's fucked up. 18. Let's Interesting. kill the live streams. Or at least the one online. Sorry, guys. I love you. Uh, Sometimes I just, like, dip out, you know? Then I come back. What's the advantage of live stream? Fuck, I don't even know what what we're doing anymore i'm just putting out i'm just like okay how can i reach as many people as possible like somebody just texted me and said i'm watching on the live stream oh and we just turned like, it see, off that's the thing that's the and the comments oh, that were coming in were pretty- so so like we should have stayed on there were whoever was in here watching the podcast or like the meeting like they might not get around to listening to the podcast but whatever they heard tonight was better than... I was flipping I mean? through the comments, and people were really... Like, people gain a lot of value from our... Like, I've never really read the comments that come in through the feed. And tonight I took it, like, what are people saying so much? And, like, people are really getting a sense of hope out of what's yeah. happening here with Learning to Lose, which is it's really cool. It's insane. It's really cool. It's like, so beautiful. People from all over the world, too, like, people were checking in... Like different states, different countries, talking it's about fucking, sober dates, and I've I, never experienced that. Like I've never gone through a feed, and I need to hear that from you. Yeah, yeah, I'm curious. So you're really bought in to this learning to lose thing? <laughs> yeah, so is Tim. Tim, right? Tim is like, I can't figure this Greg guy out. Right. Nobody can figure out like How dope is that though. I love you know what it. I'm saying? Like, don't worry about no, you. No, 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 <laughs> not not in not a like bad that. way. Right, 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 right. He's right. like, we're all so stoked you're here. Right. Yeah, I'm curious too. Like, yeah, that's like, what for, I'm really because into. you're a very successful person. I mean, your time is well. Everyone's time is valuable, but yeah. And even if we didn't know anything about what you've done, right. just the way you talk. And the way you carry yourself and the shit you've accomplished, even just in the short period of time you've been around. I mean, I've been trying to get this fucking pin code from Google for my YouTube account for a fucking year. He touched the computer and I had it in a week. Because he just had it sent to the fucking address. So here's my thing is I have like a lot of people around me and I, and I, and I, I let them do things. Like Mikey and Gus, like I want, I could do all this 
I don't really need Mikey. What? No, no, no. I do. Let me finish what I'm saying. Okay. You, I've been setting all this up for yeah, over a year, right? Certainly. But what, very what, what, nice. basically, well, it's not even that it's very nice. It's, it's going to be necessary as we grow. Right. So I almost like let people here, go do that. I know you're going to fail, but that's how you're going to have to learn. But like this fool is like, it's like he obviously has experience. He crushes, he gets the shit done. He's, he's over there looking at the hyper crush. What have you learned tonight about hyper crush? So like we're up to like 20 something million streams. Uh, TikTok cut us. Streams? TikTok cut us a check for two cents, which is awesome. <laughs> he's like, you know, you like, gotta know that stuff. He's looking at and 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 I'm I'm so grateful and I feel so blessed to have what we have as far as you know people from all over the world getting touched and hundreds and thousands of. I mean, Oleg went to the Apple Store today. The person helping him was like freaking out. What happened? She was like, oh, like, <laughs> Pat, like, I'm, I follow Patrick Ridge. I like, like they recognized Oleg, <laughs> fool. He made a TikTok video no. about it. You didn't see it? No, I didn't see it yet. Hey, look, it's fucking insane, bro. I feel like when this I'm whole... not following. I got to follow him. What's his Oh, handle? my God. Isn't it bad English? Bro, he's the best he's follow. He's so amazing. All he ever posts is him sh- talking shit about me <laughs> and putting me on blast, like exposing oh, all of the... He's like, this isn't really real. Oh, see, look. my God. It's yeah, not but... stage. It's, it's, it's not stage. It's funny that I just... What's his handle? Oleg... I don't know, Ole. Bad English, bad English. Yeah, huh? yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, maybe. So look, I am. look, look, look. Hi, Patrick. I follow you on TikTok. I recognize Oleg. So nice to meet you. <laughs> you see, Patrick? You see, see, see. Yeah. <laughs> so Oleg is like in. He's finally back in. He took like a. He got really frustrated and angry, and he's like, oh, "I don't, don't film me." Blah, blah, blah. But now, and it took—I mean, it literally took seven months, six months, or whatever—and now he's like embracing the whole thing again. Really? And he's like, "Yeah, he's like, he's the best too." I don't know why, just because he's accent and bad English. Even that is a, such a cool handle, right? Yeah, like, yeah, like. Patrick, you know, like on the TikTok, uh, Team Pat saying I'm bullying you. Tim? I'm bullying you. Team Pat. Team Pat, yeah. What kind of answer do you want? I don't need to open it. I just need to stop it. Again? I'm getting used to the mustache. Oh my god, I was so... Oh my god. This whole week. This whole week. I'm like hurt. I'm hurting so bad. Good bad, and this week is like insane bad. Yeah. They're like. You have 10 seconds to say something. They're basically saying. Admit you were the piece of shit this week. Damn! That's harsh. <laughs> Admit you were the piece of shit this week. He just he's, t- he's how many followers does he have? Seven thousand. Oh. Seventy five hundred. 
But I mean, this guy could have. Oh my god, this is insane, bro. Look at this. So Pat's on the phone with me when him and Gus are having this conversation. So I just had it, my assistant my phone and was like, let me know when they come back. And she's mm. like, they hung up. <laughs> uh. But no, I'm here because you guys are an awesome group of people. That's why. And like... It's, it's not the learning to lose. No, well, learning to lose is awesome. Like, it's helping a lot of people stay sober. And drug addiction is a big problem in this country right now. Yeah. So anything I can do to alleviate that, and it's, whether it's by bringing value to an organization that has a mission to help people stay sober or, or seek sobriety, then I'm, I'm all about it. Yeah, so, you, so your previous businesses were related to this sort of stuff? That's- oh, no. No, not, no at not at all. Not not getting sober, but I mean all the social media and the uh, like the statistics of all that. And- well, you just have to know, right? Like where you're at. So I've gotten everything. I've worked in like the tech world. I've worked with bands and artists. So like I have to understand like the roles that I'm delegating. I should like know something about that, right? And then I can delegate that properly. Uh-huh. So I had to learn social media. I had to learn analytics. Like I didn't go to college, so I had to learn that on my own, so that then I can tell my team, "Look, here's how." Oh, you didn't go to college, no. but you still did well in tech. Totally. Doing what? Not coding. No, no, no. So I launched a startup twelve years ago that helps people set up corporations and LLCs, and I was the guy who wouldn't want to raise capital because I wanted to own this thing on my own and not be, have a boss. And so that was me being naive because I needed capital, but I never took it. So then other people in the startup world were like, damn, that's that guy that was able to do it without raising capital. He's on to something. Don't you have to pay that back though, raising capital? or are To they- some extent, but they're, they're your bosses, right? So I, somebody gives you... Oh, so they take a chance on you and then they're willing to lose. Okay. Right. So then that just led to other ventures. So, yeah. And then I, I realized that if you, have a, if you have a heart where you're bringing value to a scenario you're in, like, life just gets easier. And so I showed up, asked nothing of nobody here, brought value, mm-hmm. and got invited back. Mm-hmm. And I realized that that kind of cycle... It's like service. Totally. Yeah. You know, so you show up, you do something. And if I do something good for you, I'm not expecting you to do something nice for me because the universe will respond. Right. And that's like some hippie shit. That, but like, it's likely that I would because right, of that. Yeah. Right. But even if you, the expectation is not that you do. Yeah. Which, which was a tough lesson for me to learn, right? People for that you sure. do something good for and then you're like, wait, why didn't they respond the way I wanted them to? Or why wasn't I? Yeah. And then you have resentments and it doesn't work. You, the universe does pay you back. Right. Yeah. You're right. I, even if it's hippie shit. Yep. Yeah. So now I go into relationships. Like somebody recently apologized to me for like dropping the ball and i was like you know what i expected you to disappoint me so we're good so imagine like that expectation when you meet somebody right we're like all right at some point you will disappoint me and i'm gonna be cool with that 
Well, it's it's reality. Right. This is a good way to start. Right. So historically, people will disappoint us, right? Yeah. So if I go into a relationship with that understanding and the attitude of like, okay, let me not try to fuck it up on my end. Let me bring value to this relationship and see what that'll do. So that Monica. historically tends to work out okay. Yeah. Fuck yeah. What? That's cool. No, I was just going to say maybe you could like bless. What? Bless us with like the... Your voice or something. A song. So what's next, Pat? What's next for you? So we got the house opening up when? December. Love it. We're in December, so I'm thinking more like February maybe. But the deal's going through in December, and then the house is going to open up for occupants in like January or February or something. Mm, March. Damn, are you ready? I mean... That's a huge undertaking. Yeah. You You're know, just going for it. I mean, honestly, like... So, so wait, let me just get the, the logistics. I, I just Gus, you know? It's like, I'm... Bro, like, what, I'm, what we're doing here is just priceless. We have, like, a lot of people who want to stay at the house already. So let me just get the logistics straight. So Danielle and Gus are full in on this Graceland. And yeah. so they're doing the majority of all the technical bullshit. Yeah. But Mikey, Mikey. What? <laughs> I actually think that he, Mikey too. I'm kind of thinking Mikey might be like our most important person. In which aspect? I mean, first oh. of all, he has the most sobriety. Yeah. As far as like, Give, I just as like far as like everything... transferring the message, no, fuck but yeah. not only that though. It's like I don't know, man. Like you can learn to do anything. Yeah, if you want to. If you have the emotional stability, and you want to, yeah, and and he does. Now, what? What? I'm saying that, well, because Gus, well, you know, Billy's trying to figure out what. I think you're right. You're talking about character right yeah, now. Yeah, and I'm a little worried about Danielle. Yeah. A and lot, even I'm Gus, a lot because worried he's about, newly sober. Yeah, and, like, I mean. Yeah. So I, I, I think that Mikey, Gus is great. We'll see. You know, um. But I mean, you know, we're we're gonna need someone who's like there twenty four seven that I can trust. That's gonna probably be my right. Team. Also, because he doesn't really—I don't know if I should say this—but he doesn't really like his job now, so he'd be happy to. Oh yeah, no, Mikey. Yo. How much do you need a month to be happy? I'll do. I'll do whatever I want, <laughs> and this is all about transparency here. That's what we do. We don't do, we don't hide things the way other people do. How much do you need a month? Like four grand? No, we've already talked. What are you getting right now? You don't like your job, right? Yeah, but I'm making yeah. What are you making? Four, five? Right now, I'm making like forty eight hundred bucks a month. So you need five a month. Yeah. And then you'd be stoked. But that but that would be to like leave your job. What do you mean? You're already in the pro. You have another job you're going to be going to, maybe. 
Oh, you're already in the process of what? In his mind, he is. Oh, no, I'm already... I'm already... I'm already... Like, like I, I, I was working full-time. Oh. And now I'm, working, I'm only working four days a week now. Oh, nice. So I'm, I'm in the process of starting to, like, detach myself from that place. So that you can... Right. Okay, and and cool. your wife works here too. Yeah. So she's she's wow. gonna. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's, getting, it's getting late. What? Yeah, uh, <laughs> Veronica, why do you do that? Just let me do my thing. Let me do my thing by saying that. Okay, but. Mike and Sam first. Here, join us. Um, all right, guys. Uh, we're gonna wrap this up. I want to have Greg on more because I really like having him on. But I don't know. I guess to sum up, yeah, that's a good. Yeah, it's a it's a cool. It feels like you know. There's a saying: if you love what you do, you never have to work a day in your life. Facts. So I feel like maybe you're you're noticing that you can enjoy. This like we can make we can all make a good Good man. I mean, did we give him anything today? No. If you have money, then I'll give you. Good man. (laughs) (laughs) I love you. No, that's the energy, bro. Good. Get the bag. Get the bag, bro. I'm not hating. We're trying to get to that five G's a month. Be safe out there. Have fun. Till you get home. Well, can you come by like soon? Yeah. Alright. Yeah. Good night. Alright, later, bro. Thanks, guys. So, yeah. Um, so, wait, I, I kind of missed it. So, wait, why? Yeah, why are you. Yeah, you see. You see that there's um, something happening and that you can be. Um, and then the company no, no, is good he, too. He said that he likes the the, the community, mm. and so he's bringing value because that's his way. So, like for example, like Rudy came over to the pad the other night to hang out and watch yeah. cartoons. Yeah. So, like, like I didn't feel the need to like smoke pot or like mm. have a glass of wine. And I did that out of respect for her because I care about her sobriety and I know how new she is into it that I was like... Oh, do you do you often smoke a little weed and drink wine at night? Oh, you? yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Not like on a... It's not yeah, a yeah, habit, no. but like if I want to, I'm gonna... You want to relax and chill, right, yeah. Right, right. Watch cartoons especially. Yeah, but, it, but it, was, it felt good to care about somebody else's sobriety to the point where I'm like, you know, let me just put this stuff away. Like, I, it doesn't mean I'm going to not be who I am. I'm not going to be out of character, but like, let me just put this out the way. So that kind of felt good, you know, to be like, wow, like I care about this stranger's sobriety when I have no vested interest in their sobriety. Right. So, so it's cool to like feel that way about people. So you don't have a community like this elsewhere. 
I, I have dip, so I, I identify with a hummingbird, right? So like I have different communities that I can tap in that I tap into for like different desires. Mm-hmm. So like I have my community of like that person who's like about getting the money and like like I have that community for that. I have this community now. I have different communities for different needs, right? I see, yeah. Which is yeah, it's led to cool. a really cool, interesting circle of friends. Yeah. But yeah, people's sobriety apparently is important to my life now. And like, I didn't realize how much it affected me till one of our first interviews where I brought up the death of my stepdad, right? Yeah. Like his body physically imploded from alcohol abuse. And like, he'd beat the shit out of my mom for like no reasons growing up. And the blame was like alcohol, right? Yeah. So now to come into this arena and see people like trying to like choosing sobriety and choosing to live a clean life. The other thing about this that's just so fucking profound is like, it's almost like, okay, we doubled down on, I just doubled down on my primary purpose. Okay. So, all right. I'm just going to, I'm all, I only want to do that. All the time. How am I going to make money? How am I going to? So, but if 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 I do, if you just quadruple down on that thing, then you can make it a living. You can make it your life. You can make it. You can make a living doing it. And on that note, okay, visit yeah. learningtolose.com to get your hands on some of our awesome new merch. Yeah, yeah man, merch has only I've only ever lost money on merch. But it's so cool. Like I mean, well, actually, I take that back. Hypercrush, we made a little bit of money, but it's more of a headache. But I'm hopefully here to. I'm hopefully this time around we can start maybe making some money on it. I think you should implement that symbol, even maybe a big one. Oh yeah, we on will. The shirts. It's <laughs> amazing that just came out of nowhere because I saw something very similar, and I think you may have subconsciously took it. What'd you see? No, I did. definitely didn't. Who's the maker of Star Wars? Who Lucas. wrote Star Wars? Disney, George Lucas. George Lucas's emblem looks close to that. Really? Lucasfilm? Yes. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, but it's not... You haven't seen it like, like the way I want it yet. Like certain lines like have to be thicker. So, Billy, I was here the night when Pat approached Veronica and was like, can Rudy tattoo my face? Was he being serious? I, he, I, it felt serious on my end. Like, I, oh, yeah. Like, she didn't even like the idea of him going to a professional and doing that. <laughs> like, I feel like it needs to be like, uh, like, you know, like certain lines have to be like thicker uh-huh. than other ones. Yeah, well, you can mess with it till you get it right, like perfect. No, I mean, this is it. It's just, it's just, like, I want my tattoo to look more like this. Uh huh. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, uh, so you don't want the L's turned up a little bit. The the bottom parts. Like that, you know. Like that looks so much better. Right. So I want to do that to this, and I want it to look a little bit like it's supposed to look more full. Right. You know. Yeah, I kind of like it either way. I just think it's a cool symbol. Right. 
and it has a meaning. So, I, I hey, good night, everybody. I think we I think we stopped. Yeah, we're, we're stopping. So you okay. Can stop.